This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. August 16th, 1965. A tense peace has settled over Los Angeles. After six days, the Watts riots, the Watts rebellion, depending on who's talking, seem to be coming to an end. The death toll is 33. More than 1,000 are injured. More than 3,000 have been arrested. Almost 4,000 members of the California National Guard are in the city to help crush the unrest. It started with a police traffic stop, as big city riots so often do. In the early evening of Wednesday, August 11th, in the predominantly black Watts neighborhood south of downtown L.A., a 21-year-old black man named Marquette Fry was pulled over by a white California Highway Patrol officer for alleged reckless driving. He failed a sobriety test. A scuffle broke out among Fry and his stepbrother, who was his passenger, and the officers on the scene. A crowd started to gather. Police backups arrived, apparently thinking a riot was already taking place, and they escalated the situation, and it just ballooned from there. Within an hour, rocks, bricks, and bottles were flying. On Thursday, with nerves on edge, leaders from local churches, community groups, the NAACP, and the police held a meeting meant to calm the situation and prevent further rioting. The meeting became an airing of long-held grievances about the way the African-American community had been treated by local officials and police. Los Angeles is not the South. But like many northern and western cities, it had a long history of segregation, discrimination, and police brutality. And the LAPD was very southern. Chief William Parker liked to recruit cops from the South. The city's black and Latino residents said that was evident in the brutal treatment they frequently got at the hands of the police. After that failed meeting on Thursday, the rioting picked up again. Chief Parker asked Governor Pat Brown to call in the National Guard, and more than 2,000 guardsmen were deployed on Friday. By the end of the weekend, law enforcement was more than 15,000 strong in the city. There was fighting everywhere. Rioters pulled white drivers out of their vehicles and beat them. They attacked white-owned businesses and tore up street pavement and sidewalks. Rioters protected black-owned businesses with signs that read, Black-owned or Black Brother. Police responded with mass arrests and curfews. Los Angeles was like a war zone. As in an actual war zone, truck convoys brought in food, water, and supplies to residents who had been cut off by the violence from the outside world. Things quieted down by Sunday, leading to Monday's tense peace. Governor Brown declared the riot over, but the 8 o'clock curfew remained in force, and police said there were still snipers out terrorizing people, though there were no casualties. The death toll would end up at 34, most of them shot by law enforcement. So was it a riot or a rebellion? Lawlessness or a people rising up against their oppressors? 
Most black leaders said it was the latter. Significantly, the vast majority of the more than 3,500 people who were arrested had no previous record. In the aftermath, black community leaders organized the CAP, Community Alert Patrol. It was a watchdog group to protect black residents of Watts from unlawful police activity. It photographed cops in action, taught people their rights, secured pro bono lawyers. The Community Alert Patrol provided a blueprint for Huey Newton and Bobby Seale, who founded the Black Panthers in Oakland a little more than a year later. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.